a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, welcome to Dadtastic, a podcast about two dads. One likes tickle fights, the other doesn't. I'm Casey Scott. That's Tom Hackett. How you doing, buddy? I'm good. I thought you were going to bring up my beanie. Uh, I'm not going to get to your clothes in just a bit, but do you guys like to tickle fight down under? I don't know what that is. You don't know what a tickle fight like is? Like when you tickle somebody and then like you tickle them back and yeah. then you like fight? Yeah. Fight? Yeah. Uh, I don't think we do that, but well... I shouldn't speak on behalf of the entire country. Yeah. That's not my role. Uh-huh. But I personally and the family I grew up in, we never did that. No. Do you? Are you into that? Well, I, I, I like to give in a tickle fight. I don't like to receive. Okay. No. Because I, I don't. Because I don't think I'm a ticklish guy. I mean, do you want? Go ahead. Just tickle underneath there. I don't. Do I want to touch your pits? Well, maybe just right there on the knee. Is that? Oh. I never knew the knee was ticklish. Yeah. Right here. Hey. <laughs> yeah. See. Little tickle, huh? Little tickle, right? Yeah. My uh, speaking of which, my brother-in-law, he's got a like a collarbone phobia. Ooh. Like he, he, if you touch him anywhere near the collarbone, he'll spaz out. He'll freak out. So do you go around trying to touch the collarbone? If he's pissing me off, yeah. <laughs> you just kind of poke right at it. I just say, yeah, I know where to go. <laughs> and then it generally stops. It's good. Hey, so let's talk about your clothing because you kind of look like. If you pulled the, the beanie down, you'd be robbing a bank. I mean, you're dressed all in black. You've got sweats on. Uh, you got Why hair- you got to bring up sweats? Nobody can see my sweats. Well, because you said, i got trackies on. And I was like, what are trackies? And you go, that's what we call sweats down under. I woke up this morning. Uh-huh. Uh, we re- we're recording this on a Monday. And it's pretty cool. It's pretty, the temperature is, is pretty timid, I feel as though. Brisk. Brisk. Is what they'd say here in the States. And you, you could say fall is in the air. You, you certainly can smell it, can't you? Oh, I love the smell of fall. And so I just figured, look, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rock, rock the tracky pants, the sweatpants today, and while I'm at it, I'll throw a beanie on. Mm-hmm. Because I haven't thrown a beanie on in many, many months. And I really haven't worn sweats in a while, too. It just feels good. Which is odd, because I think during the quarantine and COVID-19, that's been the most popular outfit uh, of the times, right. is sweatpants. I think everybody's wearing sweatpants. I should note, for those that are unaware, I work Monday through Friday at home. Mm-hmm. And then for this podcast, and for maybe a few other projects, I will we or I will come in to the station. And generally, I don't wear sweats into the station. Trackies. Yeah, and I don't feel great about it. Like when I was getting into the elevator downstairs, uh-huh. there was a, a rather high-ranking official uh-huh. that was coming out of the elevator. And, and he I, gave you the elevator. He, he kind of looked like, gave me the up and down That's look. That's the elevator. And I'm like, oh, I probably should have at least just thrown on some shorts or something that was a little more business professional. Do you think that high-ranking official then went to his office, called the county and says, hey, how much are we paying that Tom hacking again? He was leaving, so I'm hoping maybe he, he, he forgets about it. But, it, yeah, it's not a good look. And it's not a good idea. Well, so, both, so finally something we can agree on. Okay, good. Yeah. yeah. Just don't do it. But here's the other thing, Case, is every time we've come in to do this, like, we might see one person. Yeah. Josh. 
But we do have these cameras, one, two, and three. Well, no, but, like, you can't see the sweats. But you're happy with the shirt and the beanie. So, oh, yeah, pretty happy with the shirt. Yeah, those are solid choices. Yeah, I'm pretty content with that. All right, so you brought up fall in the air, timid, I said brisk. That's what we say in the States. And it, and it brought me, you know, normally I can tell falls in the air when everything becomes pumpkin spice. Hate it. You hate it. So I know it's a bad, well, I shouldn't say bad take, but it's a take that not many have. I just don't love pumpkin spice. But you Americans, man. Oh, it's crazy. It's everywhere. So my girlfriend, uh, Leslie, she came home. She just bought a bunch of pumpkin spice, uh, like, cups of coffee. You know, those. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. She was super stoked. Then all of a sudden, all the candles, the the spring or the summer candles scents went out. And then the fall candles came in. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, it's huge. But I was wondering, down under, yeah. do you guys get into no. the pumpkin? No, 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 not nearly like you do out here. Like, in the wintertime. But then again, like, the climate... Here is different to the climate back home. Yeah, okay. Because you know we're quite south of the equator, and here you're quite you're much closer, albeit north of the equator. But you are closer. Anyway, the, we don't have a true four seasons where I'm from. How many seasons do you have? We really only have two, and they are winter and summer. Yeah, and maybe there's a week or two here and there where it feels like fall and it feels like spring, but it's nothing like what it is here. So you know what Americans love. I've noticed what two things: pumpkin spice, one of them, uh-huh. and cinnamon everything. Ooh, yeah, I love cinnamon Jolly Ranchers. They're my favorite. I, I can't wrap my head around either. Have you ever had the uh, toothpicks that are just dipped in cinnamon oil? No, I have not. But that, that sounds like it's defeating the purpose of what a toothpick's meant to. No, you just you just kind of bounce it around in your mouth. It just gives you something to do for your oral fixation. Yeah, it, it also gives you cavities too. Well, I don't know, maybe. But like I, because you know, once again, I'm the analytics guy of the of the Dadtastic podcast. Since when? Well, I just self proclaimed. Okay. But I wanted to talk to you a little bit about home for you. You know, down under. Okay. Because there's only five people in Australia that are listening. They're all in your That's family. That's not true. It's not true. I looked. Only, I looked the other day. How many are we 28. up to? Twenty eight. Twenty eight. So yeah. you finally got to your mates. Well, extended family, and then it'll get to my mates. Yeah. Hey, do you guys have Halloween in Australia? Not really. Oh, I've got a pretty funny story about that. Well, let's start it. It's quick. Okay. So lately, the last couple of years, there have been some trick-or-treaters, mm-hmm. but very, very few. Like, you know, below 10. And uh, the first year this happened, my mum got caught off guard. Because my mum, you need to understand, well, she's quite particular with sugar. Um, and growing up as a kid, she was quite cautious when it came to soda pop, uh, junk food, uh, really anything that that isn't great for you from a food or beverage standpoint. She was always hesitant and tried to guide us elsewhere. And so, like, we never really did Halloween um, growing up, but a few years ago, she got caught off guard. She didn't have anything. So do you know what my mom gave trick-or-treaters? Cash. No. It's much, much worse than that. What? She gave them an apple. So she didn't have anything. Uh Uh-huh. Well, it's nature's candy. So she gave him the sweetest thing she could think of Uh from a sugar snack. She gave him one red apple each. Can you imagine? (laughs) Well, the kids. So I'll let you in on a little secret here in the States. If you want your house to be toilet papered, if you want your pumpkins to end up missing, if you want the, the neighborhood kids to mess with your house... There's three simple things you can give away for Halloween. One, a nickel. 
There's some people who go, you know, I'm just going to give a nickel. Nobody, nobody wants a nickel for Halloween. No, 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 no. Then there's always the jerk who's usually a dentist that will give you a toothbrush. Save your <laughs> toothbrush. Don't be giving us a toothbrush on Halloween, okay? And then the other one is a box of raisins. God, don't give me no box of raisins unless it's covered in chocolate. I don't want it. Halloween is about me going door to door, getting enough candy to get me through till Christmas when the good candy comes. So I spent six years living in Tokyo. Mm-hmm. I was between the ages of six and 12. And um, in they- the apartment complex that I lived in at the time, there were quite a few Americans that lived there. And so we did Halloween. I, I have experienced as a kid Halloween. Mm-hmm. Uh, throughout this apartment complex, we would come back with pounds of candy, you know, much like the kids out here do. And I mean, like as a child, as a kid, nothing beats that. It's the greatest feeling in the world. It's unbelievable. Like I remember seeing the switch in each of my kids because there's always that one year where you're dragging them along and they really don't know what's going on. But as soon as they get the switch and it goes, doom, and they go, wait a minute, all I got to do is say trick or treat and they're going to give me candy. Then they want to go to more houses and then they're extending the night. Right. And, and you're just going on and they go, yeah, that's what this is about. So if this podcast wants to be at the forefront mm-hmm. of creating a global change around October 31st. I'm all for it. Yes. I'm all for it. But again, it it's not happening a ton outside of the United States. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll get on that. We need to. Let me ask you this. When you were in Tokyo and you were doing the trick-or-treating from, you said, age 6 to 10? 12, yep. What were you dressing up as? Well, uh, soccer players. Kind of oh, silly. Oh, that's weak. I was one of them. I know. I was... So, you so just, you, into sport. Mm-hmm. That's all I cared. I, like, I played soccer and I slept with my, my cleats, my boots. So you just put on cleats and carried a soccer ball around in a pillow sack. And I had the, the shirt and the shorts and the socks. And I even styled my hair a certain way based on the player that I was trying to represent. David I mean, Beckham? Yeah. Huh, because we've all seen the photo. Yeah. When you had the Beckham do the faux hawk. Uh-huh. So I, it's lame. It, that's, that's lame on my end. I... I well, see, here in Utah, every once in a while, you'll get a, a Halloween and a snowstorm all on the same day. That's epic, man. And, and it's horrible because then your parents have to drive you around to each house. You've got to wear a, a winter coat over your Halloween costume. And then it just takes longer because people are like, what are you? And you go, well, I'm Batman, but I got a coat on so you can't see it. And it just kind of sucks. So um, my in-laws do something pretty clever for Halloween. Ooh, what do they do? And I've participated in it. And I don't know if I feel... I don't feel that great about sharing this. So share it. So I'm going to share it. Yeah. Um, so they have two pots with plants in them by their front door. Uh-huh. And my father-in-law, he's, a, he's a kind of an army brat. He grew up. His old man was in the army. They've, they traveled. A t- anyway, he owns a bunch of ghillie suits. Oh, I know where this is going. I love it. <laughs> he owns a bunch of ghillie suits. If you don't know what a ghillie suit is, a ghillie suit is basically what the snipers and people in the military would use to blend into their surrounding areas. So it's just like a camouflage show. It's just right. like looks like weeds or yeah. whatever. So essentially, long story short, if you take the pots that are traditionally next to the front door of my in-laws and you position yourself in a certain way, you look like the bushes. Mm-hmm. Maybe just an off-color bush that's starting to die. You know, like, feed the bloody bush more water, would you? Yeah. And what we would do is kids would come to the door. Yeah. And they'd go trick-or-treat. Yeah. And then there'd be some sort of... We'd scare them, basically. We'd... You know, we'd, we'd ah! And they would... Freak. I felt like... I feel really bad because... 
there were these high school kids that came. Don't feel bad for high school kids. I shouldn't, but I've never seen somebody jump so fast or far. And oh. candy went everywhere. They're talking about you now. And then there was a like a, and I you know I have bubbles now. He's six months, so he's not quite there yet. But there was a an infant that must have been. She was walking. She was dressed in you know a, a little cute kind of Cinderella. You know she was. She was no older than three. And I don't know why, but I kind of scared her too. And she went potty <laughs> on the on the front porch. And I don't feel good about that. No. That was a mistake. Yeah, that, that was that was a big mistake. And I, I'm trying to dig myself out of this. Yeah, I probably. You know what I do? This is what I've learned in the recovery world. If you find yourself in a hole and you want to get out of it, you know what you do? Stop, Stop digging. Talking. Stop digging. Yeah. Hey, and you stick around. More Dadtastic will be right back. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.